Hey everybody, welcome back to the Short Free Games Talk Podcast, Episode 7. 7? Yeah, I'm your host Chrissy. And I'm Clyde, your co-host. Co-hosting it up. Uh, whoop, whoop. And this is our podcast where we talk about short free games. I'm a little bit nervous because it's been so long. Oh yeah? It's like the first time again. All over? Well, you liked the first episode, so maybe this will be like the thing that you need. Yeah. Uh, so we were going to do a theme this show. I think one of the things that took us so long <laughs> is we had an idea about a theme and then our theme wasn't enough to have a whole show on, uh, of fan fiction. We found some fan fiction fan games, games, fan games, and which uh, is actually a term I had never really paid attention to until this week. Really? So you've heard of it? I think so. I think in retrospect, the thing is, I, I think... I think that when you when you're like reading Game Informer, you know, mm-hmm. like when you're kind of like in in listening to a lot of the mainstream press, gaming press, um, you hear the term clone. Okay. And because that's kind of like a businessy kind of, um. Like you do a study. No, I I think of I think of clone having a negative. Uh, like they couldn't think of their own games, so they made somebody they, else's. They're game? stealing, you know, like. They're, they're stealing they can't yeah they can't do it themselves and because right. everybody's and, so obsessed with the originality and I, I think when when there's this understanding that the games are intended for people to be able to make their living it's got a uh... much different thing going on than like when it when it's a fan game that's not really even competing with the original I see it's, it's more like an homage. You know what I have really thought about when since we've been playing these games? And this happens to uh, me all the time in the other fan side fiction world, is that when you find something you like... You're shaking the table. Oh, sorry. When you find something you like and you, you want more of it, you don't know what kind of more you want. What do you mean? So it's like somebody you, could... You, ma- you're, you're just feeling the intoxication and you yeah. don't know what's doing the job? Well, not necessarily that. But if you go to make like an homage to it, you could uh, build a new world off of it. You could continue the story or you can take characters in the story and put them in a new situation. But that's hard to do because you don't know if it's going to give you that same thing that you want. You don't know which aspect to use. Right. So it's just easy to think that I liked this and I want more of it. So I'm going to make the same thing and it will feel like more, even though it doesn't. This being the impetus for fan fiction as a whole. Right, right. Like, I'll read a story where a certain thing happens, and I'll think, oh, this was so, such a good device in a story, I want more of this. So I'll look for stories where that exact same thing happens. Such as? Um, I mean, you can keep it with games if you want. Well, okay. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, okay. But I see why people make clones, not because it's a successful way, but because you're not sure how else to fulfill that sensation of mm-hmm. wanting to have that experience again. And uh, for the uh, uh, the most recent Christmas Jam, the 2014 Christmas Jam on um, Glorious Trainwrecks, mm. uh, I requested uh, oh, yeah. a, f- a fan game of a Korean drama. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, about that. And it... And, there were a couple reasons for it. One was because um, you were really into that drama. I, I was into I was into some spy Myung Wool before it fell apart. Uh, around episode ten, but um, 
like I was so into it and I just I could not get enough. Like yeah. I wanted I wanted to be watching I wanted to be watching the good parts of that show and them have like a lot more meaning. Uh but just watching the good part again doesn't Didn't do see. it. But it's interesting because you were in your spy game it was like almost the when you were talking about how you would do it. Yeah. It was like still. How would it, I talked about how I would do yeah, it. Yeah, that's why you asked somebody else to make it because you were thinking about making. You don't remember you were thinking uh -uh. about making it before this happened. No, what was I? I want to know it was what like, my ideas were. Though. It was like the story. It's like the same Just, thing. You were making the story. Well, I think that's because uh, there's this hope that interaction has a different mm, um, feeling. Yeah, like it, like inherency, where if you're interacting with the medium, then it'll have it'll be more impactful, maybe, but not more, but just different. Like yeah, cause yeah, I, it's because I won't get the facial acting, you know, or but but at the same time, when I did get receive my Christmas gift, um, not it didn't have tons to do with the original material, mm -hmm. but every time there was a little hit of something from the show it it was like so exciting i was like oh I, it was very exciting and it, i wouldn't say it was like i was reliving it but there was definitely something to it reminding me of the high the show was giving me it's interesting well yeah i guess it is sort of like nostalgia almost like it's creating that yeah, feeling probably. of nostalgia but like every time i i am a really big fan of agatha christie and every time I listen to a really good, and I like to listen to it audiobook style, because Hugh Frazier does really good voices. And every time I listen to one, it's not like I want the game to exist that's like this, that uses these. I want this book to be a game, specifically, even though I've heard the book. So it's not going to really add anything being a game, and I would know the right, but it doesn't matter. It's like, I want more of it to consume, and, and that would be the best way to consume i guess sounds like a good time to bring up the netrunner thing yeah yeah i guess so 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 uh so me and clad are big fans of netrunner you want to which talk? is not free which is not free but we're still going to give you some backstories to make it referenceable uh so do tell us about netrunner Clyde. Um, netrunner is a two-player asymmetrical card game um it's not a collectible card game. It is a It's not magic. living card game. The difference being that you there uh you're sharing cards and you get cards um Am I going to have to interrupt? Yeah. What do you mean by sharing? Well, when I when you get a pack of cards, it's not like you get ones that are better than the other person because you're getting cards for both sides. Okay. And so they can they it, it automatically has balance built into the way that the cards are distributed. Okay. Even though it's funny, because every time we get cards, I'm like, oh, whoever Clyde's going to be got better cards. <laughs> well, that's true, because I know how to use it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's the it, theme it's a, of yeah. cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. uh, making runs on uh, corpse servers. And it's a just an incredibly well-designed game. Um, it's almost like tower defense, I guess. Isn't not it? at not all. Not really? Because nope. one person is the corp that has to like defend, and the other person I mean, is, the, is the runner that has to attack. I mean, you have I would a say, set role. I would, I would say it's far closer to American football. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, in Magic, it's like you can either be aggressive or or uh, defensive. But in this, you have like your roles. Yes. Picked out well, you can still be aggressive or defensive in your role, but um, 
But yeah, it's this card game that me and Chrissy play, and it's really super great for us because neither of us are incredibly good, but we both are pretty smart. So um, when we're playing against each other, uh, I'd say two out of three games are are, are really exciting. Mm. And the game has a very strong um, tying of uh, theme and mechanics, mm. which I have been... Uh, uh excited about for a while and chrissy is and i've been i've tried to get chrissy to understand or to appreciate the game in this way and she never has the problem is twofold of one i don't really like cyberpunk very much it's dark in a way that i i don't enjoy uh dystopia is not like something i'm into and then number two uh whenever you have a system that you have to follow you optimize i optimize I think about, it's like the word problem thing. You pick out the numbers, and then you figure out what order they're supposed to mm-hmm. go in, or what what the operation is. And that's all I can see. And, and, right. you, and it's you, a great system, you, so I love the You see the, the matrix. Yeah. Well, no, I just see what... F- I can't get into the story because I'm concentrating on the formula. Right. Yeah. The flavor text falls away. The, the, the thematic veneer... <laughs> Is is invisible to Chrissy, who sees nothing but systems. <laughs> Such a disappointment. Uh, so you, how did you find this game? Um, I was looking around on Twitter, and uh, someone uh, retweeted that there was a Netrunner Twine game, which is the point of this entire story. So what is Twine? Um, Twine is a um incredibly accessible for both players and um, uh people to make games a game engine free game engine that is not necessarily entirely text-based but very text central or um in that if you make your first twine game it's probably all going to be words and uh it's like visual novels without the pictures i would i would say hyperlinks yeah because the hyperlinks is a is a pretty big deal in in its formatic structure Uh, like uh you know, with a visual novel, you might have a choice that's kind of presented as a choice. Mm-hmm. But in Twine games, it'll often be, um, I want to know more about that term. Mm. Or uh, um, maybe some of the terms change based off of some a choice you made earlier. Which is, again, possible in the visual novels. But it's not... There, there, there's a culture around Twine and there's a culture around visual novels. And people tend to uh, not... Not necessarily stick to the culture, but use it as default. And so if you play a large quantity of Twine games, you're going to see a lot of the same kind of systems used. Yeah, usually I I don't know why this doesn't happen to me as much with visual novels, but with Twine, I really feel the choices I'm missing. It's so hard for me to progress in Twine games. I just want to go back and hit the other link. See, I don't know why. What, one of the things I've noticed in a lot of Twine games is that the, the hyperlinks they offer at in within the the paragraph of the of the narrative are often just they'll lead right back mm. um whereas uh the ones that are uh bylines or sublines or subtitles you know where they're under the text if you have multiple there those will often be a choice that actually branches okay um that took a long time for me to get used to because i had the same problem and um in fact, I'm 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 so resistant to it that when I make a Twine game, I I kind of want to put the choices in the, in the uh, above 
text in the, in the narrative oh, body, yeah. uh, which I'm sure frustrates people. Because <laughs> they're used to the Twine format. Yeah. And that's a really good example of something that's not, you know, um, set in stone, but yet there's there's this cultural understanding of Twine has, you know, Twine games have a tendency to put the choices at the end of the body of text mm. rather than within because people face the same thing that you were saying you're concerned about, which is not being able to go back and and uh, see what else was there. Yeah, but at the same time, that's the whole point of, like, the choose your, choose your path. Like I, I think players want to know when they're making a path choice. Plot path choice, yeah. That's true. That's too. what it comes down to. Yeah, so you can really commit. So I didn't finish this game. Uh, it's it's long in in a way that is hard for me to do in one sitting, and it wasn't a save, so I haven't gone back. Even though I have this fantasy that I'm gonna like get really into Twine Netrunner games. Yeah, you yeah you have a pretty severe fantasy. Of getting into Twine Netrunner games. You don't know if others exist. You haven't even looked. Chrissy's like, I'm going to start a Tumblr that's just nothing but Twine Netrunner games. I have a very successful Tumblr site. It can be done. If I can find three Twine Netrunner games, I can make this happen. What is it you enjoy so much about this Twine Netrunner game? Mm. Okay. First off, uh, it helped me appreciate the fiction. Because I don't know if this game would be so good for... Me or it wouldn't be if I didn't if I wasn't so familiar with the game. So you're a character that's not actually a character in the game, but you are at a character in the game's house using their things while they're not there, and they kind of more like their crash pad. Am I right? <laughs> so so you you are you know going through the motions of. Uh, going in to make a well, you know, you're hanging out in like the space or whatever. And and while you're in the what do you call it when you like go into the um, cyber cyberspace? world? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they kind of go over what the cards pretty much or the sections of cards mean, but in story, I got so sucked into the story. The story was really well written. This is why I think it's not the only Twine game. You don't get this good a quality on the first try. Without other references. I mean, maybe you do, but it's hard. I read a lot of fan fiction. The, the style and technique of this particular Netrunner Twine game suggested skill that has been developed through previous efforts. Correct. This is a really well-written story. Or I wouldn't say really well-written, but it is well-written. And I was, I was certainly enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's And the pace is really nice. Of the story, and then they start talking about like what the sections of cards mean. Like, if you are a corporation, you have your stack of cards that you draw through. And I just think of it, I mean, yeah, it's called R&D, and I just think of it as the stack of cards you draw. You know, I've never even considered like why it would be called R&D, but they give you like this great, you know, like, and it's in story form. It's not like this is R&D because blah, blah, blah. Right. So it, it's even more digestible. Yeah. And, and and then headquarters and you you know it so so I think I was super sucked into it the first time just because okay I'll, I'll give a confession I don't read very much text of what happens in games like I played all of Dragon Age and had no idea that Aliester Alister Alister 
was a Templar, like, until, this, like, the third time I played it. And I was like, Alistair was a Templar. That's so crazy. And that's what it was like playing. The, it was like realization after realization of a game that I'm super familiar with. So that was, and then, and then you don't have a lot of choices. So it's mostly you're just reading this really great story. And then uh, you get to, you're actually making a run. Mm -hmm. And then you're making choices like you would really make in the game almost. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, you are. I, I still, I couldn't figure out how to um gain a credit as a runner. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's some limitations it, it makes me go, to the system. Have we been playing the wrong way? Like it's on there. You you can you can you use can. a click to gain the credit as a runner. You can. Because I couldn't figure out how to do that in the game. So so then that's when it gets even more exciting. And I had this fantasy the whole time, like the next time we play Netrunner, we're gonna you know uh, the next time we play Netrunner, we're going to role play all of our moves so I can really get into the fiction. Even though realistically that would probably be impossible. It would be super fun. I would totally do that with you. So, what about you? I've been doing all the talking. Well, when you were talking about it, I'm really curious about asking you about this. Um, do you think that this is purely supplemental? Like, uh, it, I can't imagine someone playing it without knowing Netrunner. Like, they do tell you about it in story form, but when mm -hmm. you actually get to the gameplay, not I don't I can't imagine that stuff really making sense. Yeah, see, I, w I wonder, but I wonder, and it's because, like, you know, as you were saying, the, the skill of this particular game seems fairly high, the skill of, of, of uh, the writing itself. Yeah. Uh, in the integration of the mechanics of the um, original game. Uh, and it makes me wonder, like, how much of that would translate through, because it seems like such an excellent opportunity to find out except for that i've played netrunner netrunner yeah. i know i was having all these fantasies of like finding other uh card games or games to read theirs like we've never played pokemon and it's like a thing there's yeah. gotta be pokemon there's gotta be a pokemon twine huh yeah but then... yeah and, 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 and it's got a mechanic that's probably pretty easy to put in yeah but isn't it just like a magic but with I don't know anything about I don't know. that game. I just imagine it's just like mad because, you know, you're fighting uh, characters. Well, that's what you should. We should look for that. We should look for a Pokemon Twine. I know. I've been telling you that I want to get into Pokemon. It seems like because we spent like we're old. We were playing Magic 20 years ago and we've been playing Magic up until like Netrunner. And I could barely get Clyde to play Magic until we found Netrunner. So like we missed everything in between. And I'm really curious about it because people seem to like care about Pokemon. But anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, the thing, do you want to say anything before I talk about the thing that... About, oh, we should probably say what the name of the game is. Uh, <laughs> Why I Run is the name of the game. Uh, I think the reason I was so ready for this game, other than that we play Netrunner, is that the pace is a really good pace in this game. The pace is... the Yeah, um... I, I feel it. Uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I wanted you to. Oh, uh, uh, I noticed the same thing. Um, when I was when I was playing through, especially before they... Well, no, I feel two ways about this. When I was started playing the game, before they introduced the mechanics, I thought that the pace was really great. Because it, and the pace is much, much, much slower than an actual Netrunner game. Because you're reading... Um, the reason why you're making the move or you're reading, you're reading, you know, 
10 times as much flavor text about each program and um like you know where you might have found this program or or that it barely works that type of thing mm. uh and i enjoyed that pace because it allowed it certainly allows you to enjoy the theme far more but once i was going on like my fifth run or so uh that flavored text started really feeling like it was getting in the way uh because it was repeating no because well partially because it was repeating and other and the uh, other part of it was that i'm i'm familiar enough with the mechanics of the game and the pace of the game that um i know that i'm going to make a decision there's no flavor text that's going to show up that's going to make me decide not to run on h on headquarters yeah because i you know I, I know server. that's the strategic decision yeah. i want to make so uh when they're when the flavor text is like coming in and saying you know uh a run on headquarters could do this and this and this oh so it, it's it just... four people you feel like it's too instructional or what's that word well no it was no it's that i i already i've already made the decision mm. be, because i'm in the habit of making this decision i mm -hmm. have a certain style of play and so the the flavor text is not going to inform that now if it's possible for a fan game like this to take some liberties and add in flavor text that does inform a decision like you know maybe uh one of your programs is maybe you got a program from a shady character uh and you don't know if you can trust them you know and mm -hmm. then that program craps out on you if if you use it but at the same time that would super frustrate people that are familiar with the game because they would still be making those mechanical decisions and uh that that might seem unfair to have the narrative reaching its hand into the mechanics of the game see this is where you want it to be all math problem when it comes to actually the gameplay well it it has been in the past and it's hard for me to it's hard for me to operate in a different way and be able to appreciate it. But that's the good thing about it being uh, like this instead of mm -hmm. like that is you can think outside of the, the optimization. I, you can I'm find so, new paths. I'm really glad that you said that because what I'm, what I'm realizing is that if I look at, if I, if I kind of, back the camera up a little bit and look at your experience and my experience mm -hmm. and if i have an appreciation of our appreciation for the game mm -hmm. then then it's kind of special that the way this game is rather than the way this game is not is um referring to the fan game not to netrunner itself right um uh, the way this game is uh, allows for you to appreciate something I've been appreciating for a long period of time. Uh, the story behind the... Yeah, yeah, the the thematic uh, mm -hmm. tying in. Um, and I did get some appreciation out of it, but it uh, because of the problems I just described, I would need... I would want that narrative hand to reach in and in, in fuck with the mechanics. Um, mm. But that's not there, but... If it was, I don't think that... I'm not sure if you would be able to... Well, maybe you would be able to appreciate it, even if that happened. 
You know, I didn't get far enough into the running to know if what you're saying would also be true for me because I enjoyed the flavor text so much. Yeah. Uh, but I can see that once you're like making so many, you know, you're in the middle of it and it's like becomes mm -hmm. just trying to finish the job, I guess. Not, not only is it just, I just want to finish the job. It's like, you know, when they're saying that, you know, you can go to bed early or something like that. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of a, it kind of breaks you away from, from the runs because you're thinking, what, that, that's not even an option. It's because that's, that's their thematic tie-in for, uh, for, um, drawing cards or something like that, you know? Oh, I see. And, and so it's like, there's this little bit of disconnect. So there's, there's a, there's systems that are not exactly engaging, but. Like, for me, when I did my first run, and they were like, do you want to run on headquarters or do you want to run on R&D? Like, I always, you know, I'm like you. I always do the same thing. I always yeah. run on R&D. I don't care. That's the thing I do. Right. And so I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to run. And it was so exciting for it me. Was, totally. To, yeah, to get to do the thing that you usually do. Yeah, when when they when they, when they hype you up with, with all of that backstory, it, it is kind of, it really does just change the way you feel about doing something that you've been doing for a while you yeah it yeah it was a really i i think that the this is a really great example of a fan game because i'm not familiar at all with fan games um and i can totally see the value of this uh, it it it's not necessarily allowing me to see a game i've been playing in a different way it's just that i'm able to uh the the breadth of the world kind of um, opened up a little bit for me even even if i might disagree with their it, one of their interpretations or two of their interpretations mm. it still kind of s says to me okay not not only is the world of netrunner a little more alive for me mm -hmm. but here's here is someone that i've never met before creating a game based off of their interpretation of netrunner mm -hmm. and that tells me about their experience with something i very much enjoy um and so I'm kind of seeing how they see it. They're inter okay. And and that's exciting. That that's a it's really true. that's a really neat thing to experience in this internet age. <laughs> so that's great that that's one of the benefits of getting into fan games is getting to appreciate someone else's appreciation of yeah. something. Yeah, because okay. it's so idiosyncratic, you know. Yeah, like what is it that they're focusing on that uh about something that you are not focusing on? Which will bring us into our next fan game, uh, Bermbrack. Bermbrack. Yep, that's it. Yeah, tell us about this game. Uh, this was a um, submission to the Jake Clover Jam, um, and uh, it seems is it made in RPG Maker? I have no clue. It, the it, I could see why you would ask that because the icons look very RPG Maker esque. I just um, played a lot of those games, but, I... <laughs> but it's played in browsers, so I don't think it is. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, the thing that you okay. So if you read the description for the game, this was so fascinating to me. I really wanted to play this game after you told me about this. Uh, the description of this game was basically an explanation that a lot of uh a lot of games come out for PC hobbyist games that could come out for PC that are not available for Mac and they are limited to Mac use 
And so that means that they most a lot of their game experiences with hobbyist games are to watch Let's Plays of them. That's commitment. But the Let's Plays often have voiceover, which they seem to think of as being some form of corruption. And uh, because Jake Clover games... I mean, I was going to say, I could totally see that with Jake Clover games. <laughs> well, uh, with Jake Clover games, there's uh, sound is so central to the... Um, the uh, experience yeah the experience and atmosphere and 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 world building that um yeah that would be almost like putting your hand in front of half the screen and trying that in trying to still play watch somebody play the game i mean the yeah the sound is as important as the images yeah i like that image someone putting their hand half in front of the screen uh so um because it was a jake clover game jam they decided to make a game that is a let's play game so there is no input you are watching this game play itself as if it's a let's play but you're getting the pure stuff because there's no camera there's no capture there's no voiceover you're just watching the game get played simulated on your actual computer I don't know why I love this idea so much, but I really love it. I also, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, it, it's it's like such an original idea of recreating a, or fan making a game or a style of games, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that I really wanted to see what it is, because again, it like goes back to like, you have five items you pick out about something. What do you pick whenever, yeah. you know... Totally. So I really wanted to see what they they were focusing on when they're watching these videos that they were going to put in their own game. The the train and the trees were probably the most um, notable additions for me. It, so you want to tell everybody what happens? In the... Uh, you have uh, I think it's like a little kind of like a wizard sprite. Is it? Mm, I don't remember. Um, but it shoots fireballs at. See if I can remember what the spread is shooting. There's at. like these round things that move, right? Or are those the things that it's not hurting you? I can't remember. You no, know, I can't remember either. We but played the, that like the, over a week ago. There's there's some sort of like uh um creep creature that can't hurt you, I don't think. Oh, yeah. the worms. That's what they were. Okay. They were worms with big worm circular teeth mouths. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um like silverfish mouths. I, I was just I just recently Googled silverfish mouth. Oh really? And, yeah, and it looks very similar to that. Ah, uh, silverfish are so creepy. Um, and uh, so there's worms that wander around, and uh, your Did little. Did Jake Clover have a lot of worms? I would say that, I would say that a lot of the creatures are kind of wormy. Okay. Um. Sorry. Go and, ahead. And and uh, the um the protagonist player thing. Uh, moves around in kind of like these these like turn based lerps, and uh, it's like a, a a walking algorithm. And then in if it gets close enough to a wormy thing, or maybe if it's facing it, it'll shoot a fireball that kind of blows it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, it wanders between like three or four places. Uh, one being what looks like a jail kind of deal mm -hmm. uh one being a forest which is uh some scraggly trees um i don't remember what the other ones are 
I I remember it going behind the train a lot. Yeah, I remember it going behind. I, I feel oh, like there's that was the middle something. Ground. There's something in the where you get a lot of sound down at the bottom. What was that? I don't know. Shoot, there's like a little patch of something. Shoot, we should have played this right before the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we should have because our memories are terrible. <laughs> but uh, but uh, um, yeah, like yeah, but the best part about this game to me was that uh, they focused on the sound. In yeah. a similar way to, I mean, I've only played one Jay Clover game, but I really enjoyed the localized sounds in this game, and I and I feel like this person made a really good uh, representation of localized sounds moving around the screen. They're like, finally, it, I get to that, watch that, a Let's Play that, where I can hear it. That that being that being a focus was one of the more fascinating things about it. But it, I mean, it's just you know, it. To me, it's largely a conceptual piece. Uh, mm-hmm. they, there's, I, I play a lot of hobbyist games, and very rarely do I run into one that plays itself. Uh, possibly <laughs> never know, before. We've played a lot of non-playables lately. Like what? Uh, I would say Emma. Yeah. Yep. I yep. would also say Eliza. Eliza. Eliza takes input though. Mm. And and even Emma takes input. And and so it 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 really mm. this game Burmbrack does not take any input. That's true. And so that that's uh it's so radical that it's you know, it makes me question my um assumptions about about games in that in my assumptions about how how I enjoy them. Yeah. And the thing that's really kind of fascinating to me about this is because is that this is not a video of a game being played. It's a um game being it's played. It's a game being yeah, it's a game being played. It, it, <laughs> that it, you're it, watching. It's it, it's it's a simu- it's a it's a simulation that's running right in front of you and I think that that distinction makes it kind of different. Yeah, I mean I feel like this has a lot of potential, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. And, and, okay, so I'm going to lead this into the thing I've been really into. You know, uh, I don't know, I don't really care about the definition of game or what's a game or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid that, too. Uh, wh- why? Uh, because it's not, it's not, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I don't really feel like it's part of the equation of having an experience, interactable experience. Yeah. Uh but, but but there's something there's something particular that we there's something particular we enjoy about interaction. Yeah, right? definitely. But I don't feel necessarily like I have to have it in order I don't how do I say But you kinda wanna know what to expect, right? Well I was about to call those videos a game. Right. And I and I'm with you. And but but at the same time, I can understand why someone else might be skeptical, and be, because I myself am skeptical. I'm not. I'm not merely playing a. I'm not just playing a devil's advocate here. Right. I'm. I'm saying I have an interest in kind of figuring this out a little bit. Well, see, I think half the problem of when you have a reference like this is a game. We're talking about games. Then you have to have a definition of what is and what isn't, and then things that get left out. 
it, it's like it's being used as a way to dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And and in this case, we're 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 finding reasons to include, to include it. it right? Yeah. So that that's so actually that's kind why of it's dangerous to talk about it because it sets a inclusion. What's that? Exclusion. Exclusion. Thank that, you. <laughs> that's actually that's actually really interesting to me. That this the idea of like the thing that's actually mattering about it is whether or not you're trying to include something or exclude something. Right, and you know, like I I'm a categorizer. I understand the value of categorizing, so you can find more of it, and so you can have an enjoyment mm-hmm. and be able to share it or find it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. Uh, but, it's not necessary in order to. Well, here, here's, here's, like I'm, I'm coming up with this based off of what you just said there. Okay. I'm a good listener, so let's do this then. Uh, what's interesting to me about that is that, um, what I'm experiencing with what you're about to bring up, which I guess we should go ahead and say is ASMR videos, right? Role play videos. Role play. ASMR, ASMR role play, role play videos. videos. Uh. Is I'm experiencing a game-like feeling when I'm watching those videos. Well, what's a game-like feeling? Well. Oh, sorry, be- sorry, sorry. Before I get there. Uh, and so when I'm when I'm trying to include it, it's for, it's because this is a, sim- like, I can tell this is a similar experience. Now, now if, now if, if it did not provide me, you know, if it was, um. If it was uh, if just it was a wa- movie. Yeah, if it was a movie and it didn't provide me with a game-like experience, then I would feel a desire to exclude it from it being a game. Right. I feel the same way, but in the, in the same way, I don't want to call it a game or not a game because that sets up... We're being... getting farther and farther away from being able to categorize these. Do you yeah, realize that? Yeah, I know, I know. That's great. That's great. So I got really into ASMR. Well, one person's ASMR role play videos. If you don't know what these are, because uh, I didn't until this week, it is when someone takes on a role character and does an entire video as that person. For instance, the ones I watch, ASMR requests by someone named Allie, she does things like she works at a package store, and you bring in a jacket, and she spends an hour wrapping it in bubble tape. It is tape. a surreal experience. <laughs> it's the, it, I, I, I can't. This is actually one of the reasons I enjoyed why I run so much because one one of them, uh, because I've watched so much of these videos this week, and they are so slow. It was like one level. The pace was one level above it. Yep. So I was like ready for how slow it was, but it was a little bit faster than Ellie. So I was like, Ooh, we're I, on a ride. I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about my experience watching these videos. Please do. Um, when you're talking about the slowness and the level of interaction. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously these videos uh, take no input. Um, no, but she'll ask you questions. But sh- yeah, but she'll ask you questions. So it's kind of like you can provide input. It just doesn't change what happens on the screen, but it does change how you experience what happens on the screen. Mm. I know that sounds flighty, but it's the way it is. Okay. So when she says, you know, I, you know, what is your name? If you tell her, then. Because she's going to act like you just told her. Yeah, and then she kind of responds like you told her. It makes a big difference 
for for the way you feel while playing the game. So, that being said, when okay, so the package store one is the one that was the most impressive to me, and let me tell you why. Okay, tell me. Because she really does wrap up a jacket for an hour in bubble tape. She spends so much time wrapping up that jacket in bubble tape that I become really nervous <laughs> about whether or not I'm going like that this is a this is a place this is a scenario that I've experienced in real life. And do feel a little bit of anxiety about. Oh yeah, like somebody's. I, I keep thinking, like, is somebody behind me in right, line? Is someone be right? The the the. There's this. It it actually draws from real real world experience, and I'm thinking like, is she hitting on me? Like, <laughs> is this? How does she have? What if her boss walks in, and sees that she's using multiple layers of bubble wrap on a non fragile item? Like these, it was these, Ryan Gosling's jacket the, from Drive. It's pretty. It's pretty valuable. These are things that are, I am actually feeling while watching, the. You know, if I watch Die Hard, I'm not like, oh, I'm getting shot at. Right. Right. Uh, I'm. Right. I'm not. I'm not worried about these things. When I'm watching this ASMR request video, I am thinking these things like. Because it's she's talking to you the whole time, and what shipping package? Which or like for example, she does. She does a lot of them. Where she is examining you, like she is making sure you don't have brain damage because you did too much nitrous in one of them. So she does a lot of like looking into your eyes with the light and telling you to look behind her shoulder and right. look up. It's like you're really getting an exam. It's such an interesting experience, but in a such a slow manner. Yeah. That it's like a relax. Like for Clyde, when you told me about it, you're like, it's too intense. I can't yeah. watch it. Yeah, it yeah, because it's really intense for me. If, if I if she's like um, you know, look to the left, look to the right, and she's talking to me the entire time, I, it's very similar to feeling like I'm at the optometrist or something. Okay, so when I go to get something medical maintenance done, mm. like dentist, uh, uh, doctor checkup, um, optometrist. Uh, oil change even <laughs> when i when i go a I service am, i am business 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 like i don't want to talk to you about your kids oh I yeah don't want don't to make hear conversation anything. with me please don't talk to me just do it do it fast tell me i'm doing a good job flossing and let me go like yep. i i don't want to have any interaction me neither uh but sometimes they do. <laughs> they make you, especially our dentist. He wants to talk the whole time. So, so I have to, I have to make conversation in such a way that, like, they don't feel like I am being snobby. I guess. Mm. Uh, right. I'm. I want I them to be comfortable and mean to people that are trying to make conversation <laughs> with me. But with them, I'm like, your hands in my mouth. It's <laughs> any freaking question you ask I, me. I I have gotten much better at small chat. But the entire time I'm like, I'm intentionally making small chat because I want you to, <laughs> I want you as someone who's operating on me to feel like I'm not hating you right now. Oh, that's nice of you. Well, it's also for my own self-interest right. because they're doing sensitive things <laughs> to me. So it's like, this is usually my experience. So when, when Allie is doing these things in uh... front of me. I'm feeling that similar anxiety. That's funny. And she's asking you, do you have any family coming for the holiday? 
Well, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Can... I was telling Christy to be louder, and she's like, well, Allie's quiet. I know. I got to use my ASMR voice. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do a break to check and make sure our computer didn't break? Um, or that's... you want to wait? I would rather wait. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, if you want me to, I will. No, that's fine. So, now we can move on to the next section. Either we can talk about the Froggy series, or we can talk about chatbots. The chatbots seem more related. Okay, I am dying for you to explain to me the chatbot thing. Okay. Um I'm interested in chatbots. Um but why? What is it that's interesting about chatbots? Uh I guess I'll start with Eliza, the original Eliza um that was made in the 60s. Uh that chatbot um you know, the first time I found out about that chatbot was, you know, when I was in high school or whatever. And someone on a BBS or some sort of similar AOL type of service was like, hey, I want you to talk to my sister wants to talk to you for a while. And they basically put Eliza on the phone or on the on the computer computer and uh, watched to see how long it would take me to realize that it was a algorithm. Um, Well, based off of playing one that one the other day, I would think about two sentences Chrissy, okay, so. Oh, but continue, I, and then we'll get to. I it. I can talk with a chatbot for a while, okay, <laughs> and I'm I'm really interested in them, and not so much like I would love to make one, but it seems too complex, uh, and so every once in a while I'll kind of like Google chatbots to see what's out there. And, really? Yeah, totally. And um. Why? You just want to see what kind of things they I, say. I feel like they'll make progress and they'll be more interesting to talk to. Okay. Um, Other than just asking you back whatever you just said? Yes. Well, that's just Eliza. Okay. Um. So, uh, so I, okay, so Cassie McCorder came out with an Eliza game where you have a three-dimensional uh, Japanese kind of, or anime-looking 3D model girl who... Um, is in chat with you and you have the webcam on you and the model is in these like kind of surrealist environments and it's a chat bot that also introduces like um uh surreal uh text segments i guess how do you feel like the picture was connected to the chat bot part that um that was the place that the chat bot was uh, it, it, it allows me to visualize the space in which they are. And I think that's the purpose of the webcam largely too, is because you're, you're seeing yourself in your environment and there's, there was a webcam. Yeah. Well, it didn't work when you did it. Oh, uh, you're seeing yourself in your environment. And so you kind of create a parallelism where you say, okay, well, this is her and her environment. Uh. And, and there's not. I wouldn't use the word subconscious, but there's assumed qualities to to witnessing that I I feel because so, you were telling me to look around, and I was wondering what I was looking for. Right, like what? How were you connecting it to the text? So it's just to give you a reference of I'm here and you're here, and I'm video chatting with this person. Well, yes, and in this particular instance, I think that this I think that the surreal environment was I think that there was this there was a discomfort to it uh really why um 
if if she was modeled as being in her home or in her bedroom or you know even in a payphone kind of situation maybe <laughs> like something where there's adults around like any any anything that's kind of more domestic uh i think that that would imply um that she's not distressed but when i see a model of someone that i assume is underage uh being in these like um uh yeah i don't even remember what the environments were well like ones like i think got like golden horse statues behind it and and everything's kind of reddish and then uh one of them's like it just like suddenly transfers to these like heads head models that are kind of like colliding with each other uh so the that it was like a surreal environment made you feel nervous for the person in it Yes, it made me. It made Instead me feel of being like they're in like outer space or whatever. It, yeah, yeah, it made me feel the context of distress. I yes. See. Um. So. Uh, so, this game just came out. So I played it, and it reminded me that chatbots exist. Um, and then after playing it, I immediately wanted to try other chatbots. Well, wait. What did you talk about with the chatbot? Do you remember? No. I'm so fat. I, I really want to know what other people are saying to okay, chatbots. And the reason is because when Chrissy tried all of these chatbots, she bounces off of them so hard. I don't like, understand how they work. And, you know, this is this is why I think is based off of me not doing these things when I was younger on a computer. Like you were in high school in chat rooms and talking to chatbots yeah. and everybody was doing this and I wasn't. So I wonder if I, and I, I've never been in chat rooms or done any of this stuff. So I wonder if I'm incapable of it because of not having the uh, build up or yeah, the yeah. experience. Well, well, when when I was watching you interact with the chatbots, I was noticing you do things that I know don't work with chatbots, and I don't even I don't think about them when I. When I talk to but a chatbot, but maybe you found this out a long time ago, and now right. it's and part I, of your. Right, and it's kind of I've just integrated it into the way I speak, possibly to other people even. Like uh, one thing Chrissy was doing was, um, she would reference the sentence before, uh, with pronouns, so uh, and and just give yeses and nos to ant to questions. Yeah, and they just said the same thing over and over. Yeah, and it, it would throw them into a a really fast loop. Um. Whereas, like, I'll be like, uh, tell me more about the moth you once found under a tree. And that apparently gives them enough material to continue. Really? Yeah. So I need to, like, pretend like every sentence is the first sentence. Yeah. I think that that's, yes. Yes. Because, man, when I showed this to Chrissy, like, it wasn't just the uh, the new Eliza it was like the old Eliza and we did the Mit- um, Mitsuki chatbot, chatbot, and like Chrissy was just like every time she'd go into one of these things, she'd maybe spend three sentences getting to a place where it's just repeating itself. And it I'm was like, so frustrating she's because a everybody killer. is like chatbots, and so this was why I was like, I don't understand this game because I don't understand chatbots. I think a big part of the appeal is that it's this like um complex surreal poetry. Uh, mm. Mm. you you feel like, you know, someone wrote a bunch of stuff and dropped it into a hat and you're pulling it out, but 
what you're pulling out is based off of the thing that you just said, based off of it largely because of the nouns and verbs you use, and also the structure of the sentence that you're prompting it with. Okay. And uh, so there's this fascination with the English language and how it operates and... So I need to think of it as a word association game. Yeah, if you go, yeah, yes. If you go okay. into it thinking of it as a word association game rather than a conversation with another individual, it probably would help. But, the but, problem... but at the same time, that's not what I'm, like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, like when I go and talk to a chatbot now, I'm doing it, like, almost like as a tarot reading. Mm. And, but like a tarot reading with, with, with talking to the person who's doing it more than just looking at the cards. Right, because if I think of it as a word association game, I'm going to be optimizing instead of pretending like I'm having a conversation. Because in this game, there's a person there, and you're supposed to be pretending like they're there. I have to figure out how to. So what it's you... really, really interesting the way you, the way I react to it, and the way you react to it, and seeing that difference was fascinating to me. So, what do you think? The, there's petals falling the entire time. Yeah. What do you think the petals are? I think the petal personal hypothesis i think that i think that the pedals are there to uh um uh create a a timed mission Mm. i i think that eventually that bot's going to talk about sacrificing too many goats and (laughs) you're going to basically you know see beyond seeing the gaps in in the uh the system you'll you'll start becoming frustrated with it right and that's what happened when i played the original eliza after playing this one that's what happened to me i got to the point where i'm like she's not even listening to me like <laughs> oh yeah you got in a fight right yeah, i got in a fight with eliza and so uh i think that the pedals they they eventually obscure the screen so much that you can't do input anymore i think that that's uh a way to make it so that you never reach that point so that you'll maintain a sense of mystery assuming you get it initially at all right right but i mean probably a lot of people know how to associate with chatbots already enough to i don't know i i don't know what i mean i don't don't know know if other people are into it i don't know why i associate it so much with being in chat rooms because i have this image like you're in a chat room and there's a lot of people talking at the same time so you have to be really clear about everything you're saying in order for everybody to constantly be keeping up with the conversation I feel like talking in a chat room would be similar to talking in to a chat bot because talking to many people is the same thing as talking to a computer. You have to be clear. Yeah, okay, because someone will think that you're referring... If you use a pronoun such as it, they'll think about the thing they said rather than the thing right. that someone you said three lines ago. could be in multiple ago. conversations. This would probably be a good idea to bring up one of the announcements since we're talking about chat bots again. Or chat rooms. <laughs> okay, but I can't I can't resist trying to compare this to Emma. There's, and I feel yeah, like no if, reason. I feel like if I don't right now, it's Let's not do it. gonna... Let's do it. I agree with you. There's yeah. a reason you're the host. <laughs> yeah. So there's a game called Emma, and I feel like it's similar to this, even though it's different. So in this game, uh you you your entire input is hitting the space bar. And it goes in between these black and white, what kind of You're like um, photocopied yeah images yeah. of high high very high contrast of uh, random images that got taken from the internet. Oh uh, well, no, they're all streets and houses and such. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. 
and they're all in that photocopied style. Mm-hmm. And in between that, there's text that are, is all from a dream journal of a specific person. That's correct. So you are reading, and they're not really connected, but they are, and they're all short sentences. Like You mean the dream journal is connected to the dream journal, or the dream journal right, is connected dream to journal. the pictures? I felt like there was no connection between the pictures and the dream journals. I agree. They're, they, well, I, when when I was playing at first, I was thinking that, I, I was assuming that there was a connection, because I, I didn't even know it was randomized at this point. Right, right? Clyde played for like an hour not knowing that he Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no idea that it was drawing from, from a deck. I, I thought I thought that this was just a completely authored linear narrative. And so I'm thinking like, oh, this must be, I, I was thinking, you know, it's a real person. This is their photos. Uh and um so this must be what this photo reminds them of was like my first hypothesis but then like i started seeing the dates and like i'd see more modern cars in the photos Mm. and i'm like that doesn't make any sense like are they going back to their childhood home and then it just got like at some point the illusion i was trying to the benefit of the doubt i was trying to supply uh was just so absurd that i couldn't understand like i at one point i said to myself the chronology of this game is such that not even the protagonist would have any use for it like (laughs) that they would not scramble their memories so much that that they would present them in this order and so i'm like so why are they doing it for me um and then you found out it was random. Well, no, then I wanted to get to the end to see why it was, because I thought it was going to be like some sort of, you know, there's like those movies where they'll scramble all of the, like Magnolia, they'll kind of scramble up a bunch of things that happen to different people oh, or something, yeah. and then by the end they'll like, you know, they'll use the threads of fate to kind of bring them all together for that last thing. Right. Um, I thought that's what was going to happen. Uh, but then uh, me trying to skip through it fast, faster and faster uh, broke the system, um, and then uh, and then I read what the game's about and how <laughs> it was made, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I really would like to know why they chose, and I'm sure there's information about this, why they chose that style of picture and those pictures to go with those texts because it actually is so disjointed. It's kind of distracting. But what I was going to say is it's it is like a lot like a chatbot, but you were not actually it's more successful. Uh you don't put any input in, but you're getting randomized output out without having to give in sentences to get it. I see. So because the chatbot's not requi- not relying on trying to be relevant to you, there's right. there's more of a chance of it being relevant to itself. And and it actually gives me real sentences of things that it's communicating right. versus just asking me what are you doing or I can't remember. And I I think I think this is an interesting point because in both cases there's the at at least the I don't know what a supposition is but I want to use that word. Okay. There's the supposition that um you are going in to get to know a character regardless of whether or not that's a fictional character or an algorithmic character mm-hmm. you're you are going you're not going in to like trick them necessarily you're going in to kind of get to know get them. to know learn a little bit about someone else so uh with the chatbot it's only 
it's largely bouncing things back off. Actually, let's go back to chatbots for a second because okay. Eliza is not the only type of example. Uh, this, uh, what is it, Mitsuki? Mm-hmm. The Mitsuki chatbot and also a chatbot that we might discuss later um, have enough information input into them that they have favorites. So if you ask them about, like, what's your favorite game, they'll give you an actual answer. How do you know that, though? I didn't. I didn't know that. I I was like, well, when I was talking to the Mitsuki chatbot, I said, do you know Eliza? You know, har, 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 har. And uh, uh, Mitsuki's like, oh, yeah, Eliza was made by this person... Uh, I, chatbots have come a long way since then, you know, and so mm. there, there's this, there's this, you know, authored amount of stuff. And and then if you ask Mitsuku, you know, where she comes from, she might tell you what the programmer's name is. That type of thing happens. So I so needed there, to ask them personal questions. If you ask them, if you had, ask Mitsuku personal questions, you will get, you will sometimes get answers. Not with Eliza, though. You won't, I mean, not with the old Eliza. It's possible that you might get them with Cassie McCorder's Eliza. This is just a reflection of my disinterest in talking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so with with like uh, Mitsuku, for instance, you are actually getting to know a, a character in some way. And with Emma, you're also getting to know Emma, uh, but you're not able to prompt her with specific searches. Right. Mm. Uh, which is which can cause some oddness, really, because you're like. Well, if if you go in like I did, knowing nothing, you're thinking, why is she talking about this right after what she talked about before? Which is kind of similar to the uh, the chatbot difficulties where we talking we were talking about earlier, which is interesting. I'm sorry, I like <laughs> you dozed off. I did. What was the last sentence? How is a, how is email related? I really want to know. I'm sorry, everybody. It's okay. Um. Uh, okay. So you were, you were describing your difficulty with the chat bot being that, or, or I was describing the way you broke the chat bots by saying that it didn't know what the sentence was before it. And you were using a pronoun referring yeah. to it. So there was this massive confusion where you're like, you expect it to know what it's talking about and you're throwing it into a loop. Right. Okay. Well, Emma has a similar problem of not maintaining that memory, even though she's completely off. Oh, because authored. they're not because related. Because there's, there's no order to the actual... It's 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 a it's a random draw, apparently. But there's no order to the chatbot. You have to give it a whole sentence with every single word that was... In, you have to pretend you, like but, it's new. But you, you, do get, you do get some amount of relevance to what you type if, if you know how to talk to the chatbot. Mm. Um... I see. But it, it, it's interesting that they both have, in both cases, we have algorithmical characters that are that are showing the limitations of their mechanisms um, based off of their ability to remember uh, what they what, what was before. just being talked about. Yeah, that's uh, a really interesting but connection. It's a, but it's a different. It's a different type mistake they're making, right? But I really enjoy that people are working on this. Because I would like a really interactive or not even interactive. I just want to know, I guess, uh, like, hearing other people. You know, there's something about hearing other people's conversations or mm -hmm. getting to see what other people are thinking about without actually having to go through the effort of having a conversation with them. Well, I, I mean, there, there's a 
there's a power fantasy involved. Like we usually think of power fantasies as being like saving the universe mm, or or mm. or killing a man, but right. in reality, like riding a dinosaur, riding a dinosaur, right? But the power fantasies I'm personally most interested in are the ones that are very mundane because you know I I don't feel comfortable insulting people, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Like to their face. Uh, but that would be fun. So like, <laughs> you're so from Virginia. Well, it would, you know, I I have certain skills. I have a certain set of skills yeah. that I would you like don't to get be to use. utilize. I don't get to utilize it. It would be nice to have bots that I can insult, right? Or it would be nice to have bots I can hit on, right? I'm right. a married man, but it right. would be nice to have a bot that I could, you know, right. you see can if I can simulate. You know, you're right. That is like a power see, fantasy. See how sharp my game still is. You yeah, know? Like, right. I, yeah, no, you're going to use lines from <laughs> Dog of Dracula, let me tell you. And, and, you know, it's not just that, too. Like, I, you know, I want to I, I want to crack jokes at a cashier and see if they laugh, but I'm not going to do that because they're there because they need to make money and they don't want to be there at the time. Right, you just like, want to leave them alone. Yeah, I just want to leave them alone because I know what it's like to be at a job. <laughs> and so there's a, there is, a, you know. I my, see the my alternate consider- reality where you get to, like, talk. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I am... To be, I mean, to be clear, I am so overly considerate in oh, yeah. social situations that I don't get to, uh, 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 you know, poke. And yeah. that's what, to me, that's what video games largely provide is a safe place to poke. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Do you want to take a break before we do the next uh, set? Yeah. All right. So we're back from our break and Clyde, instead of questions this week. Uh, we're going to do announcements. Yes. Do okay. tell, Clyde. So um, uh, I spend time talking to some uh, hobbyist developers on Twitter, and I spend time on forums and such, and I pay attention to game jams that are happening, and I play other people's games and such. But um, uh, sometimes, well, I won't, what? No, I'm just watching it. You're looking at me funny. No, I'm just waiting to hear what you have to say. Uh, so, um... Uh, sometimes I'll see something that I personally need uh, from the community, um, and what do you want mean to fill need? it. Um, something that I'm 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 lacking in. Something that feels like it would be helpful to me as a human being. Okay. Um, as a social creature, uh, and because you know. All the interfaces that I'm using to communicate with uh, these people about things that we both have an in- interests in have certain inherencies or inherent qualities that kind of shape the things we end up talking about. For instance, yeah, why don't you uh, get to where you're? Twi- Twitter has like 144 characters. It's very, <sighs> it's very public. Not. Not in like a I can't say anything crazy kind of way, but in a way of like I can't say anything because I only have 144 characters. <laughs> but in a way of, hate of like you know you kind of you kind of can't. Well, I mean, some people some people feel very comfortable about um, making a bunch of like many 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 jokes in an hour. Uh, but myself, I don't. I I feel like I feel like I need to limit myself to like three tweets a day or whatever. You know. <laughs> Well, you you get my point though. Like, <laughs> I know, it, it, but that was it, when, when when I feel like when I feel like enough people are listening, I don't want to waste their time. Right? Okay, okay. Um, especially if it's like on a subscription model. So, uh, the other night I was drinking, and 
I wanted to talk to fucking game devs, uh, but I'm not comfortable going into the IRC channels that I know of because I don't think that everyone is okay with someone who's drunk coming into an IRC channel. Especially because Clyde is an aggressive drunk. What does that mean? Uh, you get excited and focused. Okay. Because when you say aggressive drunk, that might imply Oh, things. yeah, you're not, like, you know, like, telling people how it... Well, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> but more like you get fixated on one idea, and it's hard, and you want to talk about it more than you want to listen to it. That does happen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That does happen. Um, Not all the time, but it certainly happens. Um, I want to have a place where I can do that, and... Uh, where other people can do that, and it's not too big of a deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, does that mean on Monday you're gonna get drunk? Well, no, but I'm but uh sometimes, right? I'm just kidding. You get drunk every day. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like, I I think that I think that that type of behavior is um not encouraged in the circles I am in really? online. Yes. Huh. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, well, you're hanging with the wrong crowd. Well, no, cause a, a lot of people have situations, right? Like, you know, I, I didn't have any alcoholic parents, right? I, you died with a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any alcoholic parents. I, d I don't have any sort of, uh, you know, associations of it being, you know, horrible, but at the same time I can understand like, you know, uh, people do become more flirtatious, right? You know, oh, yeah. so it's like or aggressive or, in a or, negative way. Yeah, or aggressive, or you know, people become you know kind kind of yeah aggressive. Uh, uh, so, but at the same time, I have an appreciation for that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like I I I, I understand I understand why that's not a good thing in many situations, but I also do have a desire to be able to do that socially okay we're digressing too much i i think i'm doing a pretty good job yeah but this is a it. game podcast okay, and so, you've been talking about this for like five minutes all right uh so i started an irc channel <laughs> <laughs> um it's a bagatelle b-a-g uh bag uh, b-a-g-a-t-e-l-l-e you couldn't have done something easy for drunk people it's on <laughs> it's fuck? on you don't have to be drunk to come in but you should know that it's not all too safe of a space. Uh, uh, there might be people that are being too talky. Okay, so yeah. Uh, so um, uh, b a g a t e l l e. Uh, on so if you go to QuakeNet, I think, uh, and then say chat, um, and then you type in your name and then say hashtag b a g a. T E L L E for the channel. Uh, you'll be you'll go in there. So uh, I'm not intending to have that open all the time. I'm thinking of scheduling Monday nights. Though you feel free to use it all you want. Because everybody likes to drink on Monday. I'm thinking. Well, that's such a good point, Chrissy. Yeah, I know you. Didn't, but see, Thursday and Friday we have dates a lot, so yeah. we can't really do get, like a night that yeah, people I, really do get drunk. Yeah, I can't actually commit to like the weekends and such. Yeah, that's the problem. Nobody's going to drink on Monday. They're tired. But at the same time, if someone, you know, if someone sends me a message that they're there on a certain night, I might end up going. Like, I I just kind of want to have a a diner that we can all show up at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, um, 
and what was it called in Saved by the Bell? I don't know. I don't know, but that's a good question. Uh, and so I'm thinking that by saying that I'll be there, I'll try to be there on Monday nights. Um, it'll kind of, it might, maybe enough of us can gather with similar needs that we can, uh, uh, enjoy it in, in sustain a little room that, um, is okay to be kind of dickheadish-ish. Can I, can I ask a question, <laughs> even though I know I'm getting too far off topic and this is the game podcast, what is the desire of IRC? I just don't understand. You mean chat rooms in general? Yeah. You just talk to, I mean, you just but type messages to each other. Yeah, but like understand. you don't really get to have a conversation, right? It's more like banter. It's more like a... So you want a room you can banter in? Correct. You know, it, it, you kind of make jokes and you say things that are clever and, you know, you might find out that you can ask someone who, if they're interested in something and then you find out that someone else is interested in it or they make Sounds fun of like you. Sounds like being at a party. Well, oh. yeah, it is. It, it, is like a, it is like a party, yes. Okay. And, yeah, one that you can leave at any time. Uh, yeah. So, I'd, I'd like to do it. I'd like to try to do it. So, okay, good luck. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's Monday when? Monday nights, um, probably like around 8 or but 9. If you get drunk on any other night, you can go there. Yeah, feel free to use this chat room all you want, but um, I'm just saying that I'll be there on Monday nights. Or I get drunk to. on Monday, so that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, another announcement. Um, we are now um, on iTunes and other podcast feeds. Uh, we'll put a link on the Tumblr. Uh, I'm also starting to put the episodes up um, in YouTube form because that's uh, a thing. Apparently, people like listening to podcasts on YouTube. I'm not sure if you guys want a video. You know. Well, I put up the screenshots that are timed with the... Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Those are... Ta-da. Uh, oh, what's the what's the YouTube channel? Uh, I'll put a link to it. Oh. Uh, but if you look up short free games podcast, you'll find it there, too. Yeah, but, you know, you should put it on Twitter, too, because the only people using Tumblr are freaking fan fiction people okay. and not, like, gamers. I'll do that. Um, something that... Uh, uh, I've been participating in since uh, last summer is the 50 Short Games Club, uh, which is we're going through one game by the Catamites in the 50 Short Games collection every week. We're currently on like game number 34 or so. Um, it's kind of neat because when you force yourself to talk about these five minute games, you realize that there's a lot going on in there. Uh, a lot is done with very little. That's something that I want to be able to do. I think uh, I want I want to learn how to do that. And 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 by examining them, I feel like uh, I have a chance at it. And um, he's gonna make a fan game. There, there, there's a there's a fellow who's been uh, participating a lot in that thread, Alex Peichel, and uh, their opinion. Every once in a while, you run into someone. Every once in a while, you'll run into someone with an opinion that really kind of complements your own and like they speak your own language but they see things differently that is the way i feel about alex peichel's input and uh i wonder if i would be getting that from other people if other people were inputting so hence the wanting the input <laughs> so so feel free to come into that thread and talk about 50 short games and maybe i'll figure Did out you say where it was uh, it's on the idle thumbs forums. I'll put up a link to that on the Tumblr. Um, 
uh, I want to be able to make games that have that a certain quality there, and and uh, I'm not able to do it yet. And but I feel like examining them is is probably going to help. The more perspectives, the better. Um, there's also uh, um, someone on the Idle Thumbs uh, forums is starting a game critique club which is about reading critique that they will be selecting for examination so that uh, we can kind of see different ways that people go about critiquing games hmm. and examine it. Um, they're not completely sure how it's going to be formatted, but uh, they've provided an email address that you can, if you email this email address with game critique, game crit club in the subject, um, you'll be included in whatever form this takes. Uh, their email address is deadpanlunatic at gmail.com. That sounds like a link waiting to happen right there. Uh, I will put, well, we can't link their email address directly, but I'll put up their little, like, it's not it's not even a manifesto. It's just kind of like an announcement that they're going to start this thing. We'll put a link up to that. Um, also, there is a uh Idle Thumbs uh, Dinosaurs with seven S's has start has initiated a Idle Thumbs a jam wizard wizard game jam. Um, it feels to me that this jam is focused on trying to get people who are not game devs involved in game jams. Why do you think that? Um, possibly because I really desire that, and mm. and I know that there are people on the forums who are not game dev people. Uh, they're just game fans and sometimes they're artists and musicians and such uh so if you're interested in kind of like helping other people see their visions in game form uh that would be a really good jam to participate in i'm not sure when it's going to happen but we'll put up a link to that um i'm kind of excited about it uh and then uh on make game we have a game criticism club where good lord <laughs> yeah right um where we are um tr we have taken a member basically we have created members who submit a game and then are expected to review or to to criticize games of other members um first rounds about halfway through but if you want to participate in the conversation you can do so um so i'll put up a link to that just just for that not only because there's these small games that might be interesting to discuss with us in a timely matter, but also to kind of see the f the idea of the form of this type of critique so that you can kind of like figure out if this is something that would be useful to you or if there's something that this suggests that would be useful to you. I just kind of want to, you know, create more opportunities for more types of communication between people who are interested in hobbyist games because right now i see a lot of opportunities there so those are all the announcements all right i don't know that i think we should wait to talk about the froggy games which okay. would probably benefit me since i've only played one of them okay because i know we we're already in an hour are, and i know you're are not those the only games we have left yes all right oh um i mentioned that we're on uh idle thumbs i i mean not yeah. on uh on uh itunes yeah. <laughs> uh um we've already gotten a review oh what is it 
Here, you can read it. Uh, okay. Read it Ooh, out. four stars by X Slide. Is this you? What does it say? It says Clyde is pretty great. I gave the. <laughs> you are such a faker. I gave this podcast four stars because even though Chrissy is a great host, Clyde is pretty great and should probably be permitted to host rather than co-host. We make Clyde. Oh my god. You know. I think that this review, you know, this is why reviews are useful because they point out the weaknesses in the podcast. I cannot believe you put them. <laughs> uh, let me tell you what it would be like if Clyde was the host. Okay. Number one, I have to go through a big effort of sitting him down at Panera and making him go through what we're, we're doing so he even has enough. Because all week, all month, he's like, we don't have enough games. We haven't been playing enough games. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing my, ex yeah. And then, and then. On top of it, he's like, I don't even know how we're going to talk about these games. So, you know what? I got a return review. Yeah, that was my excited version of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. The froggy game should wait. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably cut that last part out. I'm glad you're a host. Yeah. So, anyway, I hope everybody has a good week. And uh, has fun watching ASMR roleplay videos by Allie. Yeah, uh, this was uh, this week we were really, or this three weeks we were really struggling to kind of put a show together. Yeah, we thought we could do it all on Friday night, Friday or whatever, but that just didn't work. Yeah, I yeah I I was busy the first week, and then uh, yeah stuff happened, and then we had ideas for the shows and they didn't seem to connect and we wanted to kind of, you know, last one, the last act was kind of hard to follow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I, I'm, I am happy with this show. I think that we discussed some interesting things. Yeah. Yet we're still talking. 